Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast that is Color and Emotion. My name is Rebecca and today I'm going to (laughs) clarify some of the points that I failed to make connections to in my last post because I was in a caffeinated frenzy. So the first thing was the intro, I think, if I remember correctly, that I was giving was talking about Cain and the Lord not, um, basically not comparing Cain's offering to Abel's offering. And what I didn't actually articulate is that the thought I was having was that Cain seemed to presume that the reason the Lord had rejected his offering was because God was comparing it to Abel's offering. But that wasn't the case. The, the truth is, Cain's offering just sucked. <laughs> And it would have been rejected whether or not Abel's offering had been accepted. But it seems like Cain kind of blame shifted and considered Abel the reason for his rejection from God. And so that's kind of the thought that I was having where I was sharing that like God doesn't um, compare fruit in either direction. So he doesn't say like, well, because you're better than this person, then you're good. And he also doesn't say, this person did all that and you only could come up with this, so get it together. He has a standard that is, in a sense, objective, and that is the measurement. So we are foolish to get our eyes off of him and his standard and get them on each other. And that actually reminds me of another thought that I was having recently. Um, I was hearing a lot of people say that worship is a response and that is true and it's not a bad answer however I think it's worth fleshing out that it's more than simply a response um, because we have to be instructed and so I might as well just go ahead and tell you the whole spiel of what I'm thinking because the second half of this little however long this podcast is about to be is also with regard to TikTok. So (laughs) this is just my thoughts regarding some things I saw on TikTok from Instagram like a couple weeks ago, because I don't even use TikTok, but you know, things circulate. So when it comes to worship, there was like these jokes that were going around about like Gen Z making worship songs. And one in particular was like something along the lines of like, your love is bussing the only thing I put my trust in. And while that is hysterical and worth a good laugh, it also kind of made me feel like not on my watch. Like, I totally understand that different people and cultures and in our society, generations can kind of produce their own culture, have like an authentic response to the Lord that is not something that other people should judge. And... (laughs) Again, there is a standard and there's something to be said about learning from people who have walked with the Lord longer than you or have come before you or, you know, there's such a thing as discipleship. And I feel like part of some of the issue that we have in our society and in worship, in the space of worship music and in our churches is that we might be a little bit too far removed from singing scripture. What I mean by that is you can have a song where, you know, somebody is writing from personal revelation and experience that they have with the Lord, and it can be a blessing to other people, but it can only get everybody so far. 
Whereas when you're singing scripture, that is the inspired word of God and it creates an opportunity for people to have their own encounter with the Lord and that will get them further than just, you know, reiterating what you got in your relationship with the Lord. And so I was thinking about, um, and again, this is not to be divisive or judgmental, it's just an observation. Because I am a child of the 90s and so... I have lived through some of these different waves of style and genre of worship music. And what I recognized about the music that I listened to when I was younger is that beyond just feeling nostalgic, there was something about certain songwriters who took the time to sing scripture in a very crafted way where it wasn't like you're just rhyming the same three words, you know, praise his name for all my days or whatever. It's like, but at the same time, the scripture you were singing was recognizable. Like you could tell in the lyric of the song where in the Bible that came from. And I think there's something very important about that, that we cannot afford to lose. And so that was also um, just reminding me of the fact like there is an element of obedience to worship. It is a response and there's a certain way to do it. God has certain ways in which he wants to be worshiped. And that is indicative in different passages of scripture, like the Cain and Abel story. And like in, you know, John four, where he says, those who worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. Like we have to seek him for how he wants to be loved, you know? Um, and so I just wanted to touch on that because it was something that I was thinking about. And to lighten the mood a little bit, when I was younger, we had this like Bible story book that my mom used to read us from. And did I say that sentence right? She used to read to us from that Bible. And in the back of it, it had these like funny little jokes. <laughs> and one of the jokes was like to this day, the most hysterical thing I've ever heard. So the joke is, why couldn't Cain please God? He just wasn't able. (laughs) So good. So that is the thought that I was having about Cain. So hopefully that clarifies things. I'm trying to be a little bit better about the delivery of my thoughts, even when I allow the caffeinated side of my personality to shine through. So the other thing that I was thinking about that I forgot to share on the sustained episode was this song that I wrote, um... A few months ago at this point called Baba and it is a song that kind of um, calls to mind different passages of scripture that convey the heart of God as a father and what's really interesting to me about the way this song came about is that it was actually inspired by a prank that I saw on TikTok via Instagram and I am not a fan of pranks like <laughs> I think pranks generally humiliate people and undermine trust in relationships (laughs) especially the way that they've kind of evolved over the years like it used to be funny back in the day when it's like oh you're on candid camera but nowadays it's just like people go so far and they just they don't even know the people that they're pranking people are just out in public trying to live their life and then the next thing they know somebody's like trying to scare and terrify them and that to me is not respectful or or funny but this particular prank was appealing to me because of how wholesome and like familial it was and so I was thinking about like what it was about this prank that just really in a sense like blessed me right 
And so the thing about it was, oh, let me tell you what it was. So the, it was like this guy from like some, he seemed to be like from a Middle Eastern type context. And he wrapped this like egg in some kind of fondant or something. And so he went to his dad. He's like, hey, Baba, try my cake. And so the dad like bites into it, but it's like raw egg. <laughs> and he was just like, oh, you got me. And the thing that I loved about it so much was that it spoke something about their relationship, right? Like the fact that they had the wealth and resources for him to quote unquote waste food that way. And that it wasn't abnormal seeming for him to go up to his Baba with this, you know, creative endeavor and ask his Baba to like participate in and evaluate it. So to me, that just really blessed me because it just was so fatherly, like to have a house full of ingredients and supplies and resources and just this sort of like feeling like all of that is there for the son to enjoy that's why it's there that's why Baba works and earns is so that his son can go make random stuff in the kitchen and also to be able to do that kind of prank and know that you're not going to be like lashed out at really says a lot about a relationship that they could just both laugh about it and then at the end of the video he like does it to the mom and I I mean they were kind of older so I don't know if it was like his grandparents I don't know these people obviously but it was, there was a woman and he did the same thing to her and she kind of like cussed him out in whatever language they were in but Baba was like participating he was like he went to his mom he's like oh try my cake and then she looked at the, her husband and he's like oh yeah I had some earlier <laughs> so they like both were in on it together and then she was not a fan but it was still this sort of like healthy relationship that was just really entertaining to see in that moment and so that is actually the story behind um the song that I wrote called Baba and I in the lyrical content I did pull from scripture but it was in sort of evaluating that moment between those family members that really made me think about like the heart of God as a father and how he is just so generous and benevolent and really light-hearted and I think the longer I walk with him the more I get to enjoy and experience those parts of his personality and of his heart. So I just wanted to share those thoughts with you guys. I hope things are going well for you and I'll chat to you soon. Bye.